This is a speech test for testing the new 8-track recorder using the microphone that goes with the Nagra. Rather toppy, I think, but quite useful, especially in windy conditions. Not that there is a great deal of wind blowing across John's laboratory, but uh, you never know. Now I think this will finish. This is the end. DJ Bongo Boy. My name is MC Zirconium. Welcome to this edition of Project Moonbase entitled Rhythmic Variations. <laughs> yes, there'll be a variety of rhythms on this week's show. Oh, ah, oh, ah. I don't know why I did that. It's <laughs> certainly rhythmic and random. It's a bit of a random show, actually, this week. It's uh, one of our roundup shows where we gather together some of some of new arrivals on the, ar- the archival desks at Project Moonbase. And before they permanently get put into storage permanently archived we, we thought maybe we should play a track from some of these records all manner of uh, new releases and reissues on the show this week in amongst all the music of course we do have mrs conium and his unnecessary news that's right this episode is especially formatted for mind reading fish <laughs> pay attention over there you mind reading fish we're going to start the show this week by playing one of two uh, records reissued by Johnny Trunk, actually, on this week's show. This first one is, uh, well, I guess it was certainly originally released as a single. You can buy each track separately now in the world of <laughs> digital downloads, should you wish. It was a, a very early project by the uh, BBC Radiophonic Workshop, an, an attempt, an early and perhaps, I think, unique attempt to uh, make it a, a hit record. I say, let's get into the hit parade, shall we? The top hot head. What's happening over there in the hit parade? And uh, this is, I think, in 1962. This was they released a single under the name of Ray Cathode, which I think is pretty good. Good name for a band. That is clever. <laughs> if there are any young people listening <laughs> to this show, which I doubt, go to bed. <laughs> I don't care what time it is. <laughs> if there are young people listening to this show, do you think they even know what what that's a reference to? We might have to unpack that. <laughs> When I mean, do we start? I mean, now <laughs> televisions yes. are um, just as thin as a cracker. Wafer, yes. Wafer. In the olden days, they were enormous because they had a cathode ray tube sticking mm. out the back. Blasting a beam of cathode rays at you. Yeah. <laughs> it was an amazing time. So this is a reference to that. It is. Piece of music. That of wasn't funny. <laughs> is that my fault? No. Uh, this is a piece of music originally written by the BBC Radiophonic Workshop's Madalena Fagandini. Whoa, uh, say that again? Madalena Fagandini. That sounds <laughs> like it would be a really good sauce for pasta, doesn't it? <laughs> I'll have the uh, spaghetti Fagandini, please. <laughs> It was only really recorded as a, a piece of interval music by the Radiophonic Workshop and it was uh, spruced up a bit by none other than George Martin and uh, given a rather exotic, it's had a bit of an exotic feel to it actually, it's rather nice. That's shimmeringly exotic, shimmer- some might shimmering say. Shimmeringly exotic. Is this, does this track contain shimmering <laughs> exotic <laughs> motifs? <laughs> it does! And uh, we'll follow that with a bit of 1950s chip tune. We'll explain more later. Anyway, to start with, Ray Cathode. Thank you. 
And that was the Schnauzer Radio Orchestra with Bossa in Space from the forthcoming album Music for a 1950s Video Game. Mm. I like that a lot. That's <laughs> good, wasn't it? Because it's got many of my favourite things in <laughs> Things from the 1950s, <laughs> Bossa Nova stuff, and Chiptune. And if you look at the orchestra's website, Man in a Lab Coat too. Man in a Lab Coat. <laughs> Slightly chubby Man in a Lab Coat with, with crazy uh, tortoiseshell glasses. And... <laughs> He's posted a, a series of instructional videos about uh, the making of the album, actually. We've just watched one about him demonstrating various motions you can get with a trombone. Which yeah, is very, very instructive. It's educational. We suspect the Schnauzer of Radio Orchestra might just be one guy, but um, let's let's perhaps persist with the illusion that it is... That his, he has friends. There is a full orchestra at Look, work. He likes, he likes Klaus Wunderlich. <laughs> he does, which, yeah. who A gentleman who we have played on this show. We have certainly had many, many times. times before. This is being put out by Basta Records, and uh, I'm sure listeners will be familiar with them. A Dutch label that one of the biggest claims to fame is that they produced that extraordinary uh, reissue a compilation of Raymond Scott's work a lot of unreleased stuff actually but you, a sumptuous two disc edition in a, a booklet crammed full of uh, sumptuous photographs of Raymond Scott luxuriating in his uh, studio colossal colossal, colossal self-made yes. insane studio yeah Amazing. so that's that's something of a, a nod isn't it that's something of, they're embracing oh, yeah. the, the history is with Raymond Scott and now they're embracing this mm. gentleman this a is brand new recording yes that indeed. is a, a, a hug <laughs> that's a quality hug that's what that is quality, i mean the man's got the man has got a lab coat the man the man sporting a lab coat he's got at least three different kinds of colored pen in his pocket and he's operating a reel-to-reel recorder he's well. operating a reel-to-reel recorder with one hand and he's got a joystick in the other and he's got a kind of wistful slightly yes. sinister expression on his face yeah we like this man we like i want to hear more of this. we will be hearing more uh, future shows but yes the album is called music from before a 1950s video game that is the concept behind the album we'll be certainly be playing more from that in coming weeks this is the project moonbase podcast or is it just a project moonbase show <laughs> you can download uh, freshly minted editions every sunday evening we'll give you some instructions on how to do that shortly but if you want to know where to go to find out when the new show is available, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash projectmoonbase, and you'll see a tweet as soon as the new show is out. We tweet about other stuff too, and you can, of course, use that as a way of reaching us here at the Moonbase. If you want to find out more about the tracks we play, all the new stories on the show, please go to our website. Head on over to projectmoonbase.com, where you'll find everything you need to know about the show and how to contact us, and you'll see a list of all the tracks we play and links to where you can find them on Amazon and iTunes. And while you're on iTunes, please subscribe, review, and click five stars. Project Moonbase is a listener-supported show, so if you're thinking of making your purchase on Amazon, please uh, go via our website, click on the Amazon affiliate link in the top right-hand corner, and make your purchase that way. It will help us out greatly at the Moonbase. It doesn't cost you anything, it's entirely anonymous, and it keeps us in variations. Thanks to everybody for listening and recommending us to your friends, and if you enjoy the show, you can make a tiny but perfectly formed monthly donation. No, monthly donation. <laughs> Under the show notes on projectmoonbase.com, you will see three buttons. You can press on one of them and it will send you to PayPal where you can donate something like just a pound a month just to keep this show going and to keep, <laughs> to keep me in old cereal. <laughs> Hand me down cereal. And thanks. Now we're going to have another, well I thought this is a reissue actually of a lost kind of 80s German band, but it turns out to be another one of these slightly, slightly uh, dubious provenances. This is... Must m- you, must you break <laughs> under- the illusion under- every under- time mine. this happens? Why do you feel the need to tell everybody <laughs> to spoil it. that it's spoil a hoax? Party. <laughs> Can't we just enjoy the well. illusion? <laughs> You, you can still enjoy the illusion, should you wish. You're but just this like, is a... hey, you know what? Hey, kids. <laughs> hey, kids. Santa doesn't exist. 
<laughs> he's made up. He's just a fat liar. <laughs> <laughs> it does chime in with another one of our themes, actually. We, we're interested in Germans uh, pretending to be other kinds of musicians. Yeah, but only South Americans. <laughs> I have absolutely no interest in Germans pretending to be anybody else. I mean, Germans <laughs> pretending to be Dutchmen, couldn't care less. <laughs> oh, you, you're German <laughs> pretending to be from Belgium, don't care. So where are they pretending this to be? This is Germans pretending to be from the past. You've melted my mind, my noggin. You've twisted my noggin. There's apparently this uh, spoof documentary that's been made called called Fractus, das letzte Kapitel der Musikgeschichte, about this, this I think, 80s, primarily 80s trio called, this German trio called Fractus. But they are, in fact, a contemporary band, doing their utmost to sound like a, a band from the 80s. One of them looks a uh, bit like Hitler. <laughs> I know that's, The one in the middle does, yeah. The one in the middle looks like, a little bit, like yeah. Hitler's let himself go. <laughs> yeah. to become a long-haired hippie. <laughs> they have released or reissued, depending on which uh, mythology you get to believe, their first album called Millennium Edition, on the Stutzksakt record label, but again, probably go to projectmovements.com to find everything you need to know about them. We're going to play a track uh, which we might pronounce Lady Godiva, but they pronounce Lady Godiva. This is Fractus. Lady Godiva, lass mich dein Pferd sein. Die Zauberkräfte vergeht sehr schnell.
with Lady Godiva there from the Millennium Edition, bonus track edition <laughs> of their album. It was good, wasn't it? I yes. don't know. What, just snip the beginning and yeah, the end Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on at the beginning and end of that track. The middle of it is fantastic, though. And, and the rest of the album is equally daft. And we'll, again, definitely be revisiting that. We were just saying that uh, we've been talking about doing a, a sort of... Future slash faux future. Faux future, yeah. Because there's a lot of kind of 80s style electronic music coming in now. That's quite good. <laughs> yeah. Fake. Fake 80s. Fake yeah. 80s. And fake 90s, too. Well, that's a step too far. But that, that made me want to just step back into the laboratory and, and just <laughs> look at some bubbling test tubes. Yes, or, and different or... coloured liquids. Plenty more new releases very shortly, but it is now time, dear listener, for us to play the Dadabuka Unnecessary News. accused of murdering punctuation mark after abolishing apostrophes from street names. What? I know! When council officers in rural England took the curious decision to do away with the apostrophe because it caused confusion. This is their explanation. They may have believed that the humble punctuation mark would go quietly and was too insignificant for anyone to care. Wrong! (laughs) There's a picture to this article of a road sign for King's Crescent missing its vital apostrophe, thus rendering it meaningless. Devotees of traditional grammar, or just English (laughs) as a language, accused them of nothing short of murder. (laughs) I love it. The move was branded appalling, disgusting and pointless, with one critic saying the absence of the marks made her shudder. (laughs) Some even suggested that it could represent a creeping threat that might even result in the endangerment of those grammatical stalwarts, the comma and the capital letter. God forbid! It's never happened. Not a nod while I'm around. A risk assessment had concluded that a policy of street names ought to be adopted which formalised the long-standing practice in the district that they did not have apostrophes. If we did not have a clear street name and number policy in place, it could lead to inappropriate and confusing street names which could also have adverse consequences in times of emergency, as council spokesman explained. God, they're boring, aren't they? My goodness, did they train people to be that tedious? John Richard, founder and chairman, and possibly sole member, of the Apostrophe Protection Society. That warms the cockles of my heart. Can you imagine if you're sitting at home? I mean, who hasn't been infuriated by the the absence or misplacing of an apostrophe? All right-thinking people. But to think, you know what, I'm so furious about this, I'm going to form and make myself chairman of the Apostrophe Protection Society. I salute you, sir. I'm sure he was rightfully elected by the membership. Oh, yes. (laughs) The cat. (laughs) The next-door neighbour. It is appalling, disgusting and pointless, he said. They have no regard for the English language. Quite right. Officials at Mid-Devon Council. (laughs) Mid-Devon? That's annoying. Mm. Have proposed abolishing apostrophes from street names to avoid potential confusion, they say. You may ask yourself, what is so great about the apostrophe? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, for one thing, it means we can avoid having a lot of extra pointless words, right? T take king, for example. We know what a king is. It's a male monarch. But if, in a world without the humble apostrophe, there is another word now, which is a very similar king's no apostrophe, meaning something possessed by a king. This demonstrates why apostrophes should be venerated, because king and kings are completely different, aren't yeah, they? Far from reducing confusion, it surely is increasing confusion. Yeah, because if you do away with the apostrophe, you can't differentiate between plurals and possessives. Does kings, no apostrophe, in this, in this no apostrophe world, does that refer to something possessed by a king or more than one kings? It's more confusing, you cretins! This is the problem when people who are so stupid are put in charge of things and because they're too dim to understand yes. what something is for. Mate, it's only little, isn't it? It's only a little <laughs> only thing, little. the apostrophe. Yeah. Yes, counsellors, <laughs> if you are confused by the apostrophe, chances are you are doomed to find most things in life utterly bewildering and should resign from any positions of power forthwith. <laughs> The policy may be greeted with alarm by residents of neighbouring Devon District, but Torridge Council said it has no plans to abolish the exclamation mark from the village of Westwood Ho. Because <laughs> it just wouldn't be the same without the Ho! Westwood Ho! How do you feel about the apostrophe thing? Well, I, I'm outraged that the mere suggestion that it should be removed from, from anything in life. <laughs> I think we should sign up immediately. Apostrophe Preservation Society. Swell the ranks to three. <laughs> I agree. Pine Martin invades football pitch and bites player. <laughs> a Swiss league match between FC Thune and Zurich was disrupted after a Pine Martin escaped onto the pitch on Sunday and evaded capture for over five minutes. Probably the most exciting five minutes of the show. <laughs> the Martin, which is similar to a weasel, appeared at one point to have been caught by Zurich defender Loris Benito, but Benito was bitten for his troubles and it managed to escape again. God! <laughs> Martins are known for their sharp teeth, which are usually used to eat birds, berries and uh, garden hoses occasionally. So it was up to Zurich goalkeeper David de Costa with uh, his gloves to pick up the Martin finally. I like the idea of introducing trained weasels into, into the game of football. Just spice things up again. Yes. You know, just spice it up a little bit. Right. Release the weasels! Or you can maybe have beavers chewing away at the goalposts. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> just tigers roaming around, <laughs> goring players. So they're sort of idling at the, at the sidelines. All good ideas. We should be in charge of sports. <laughs> we should. Also in local news, councillor Skull Reaper, AJ44, a former <laughs> professional wrestler, has been banned from attending his local city council meeting for refusing to take off his rather fetching red and black leather wrestling mask. Ah! Mask! People find it easy to come up and talk to me because I have a mask on, he told a local newspaper. Really? I think I'd find that rather off-putting. It's quite scary. It's a bit like one of those um, Libra, you know, the Nacho Mexican. Libre. Yeah, the Mexican ones. Mm. The chamber refused to allow Skull Reaper <laughs> to take part in a meeting on the grounds that he was contravening the rule that states a person taking the floor shall not wear items such as a hat. I like the fact, I like the, the wording, but items such as a hat. And what else? What, what items is quite generic, isn't it, really? Shall not wear items such as a hat. Well, it is, rather, isn't it? Like, you're, under that rule, you could argue trousers aren't allowed. Yeah. That's an item. You're wearing it. If I take my mask off, I am an entirely different person, he said. I will not take it off! <laughs> Councillor Skull Reaper must remove his mask, said Councillor King Ghidorah. I agree. I agree, said Councillor Godzilla. 
is not the first masked politician to be elected in Japan. Two former professional wrestlers known as Super Delphin and the great Sasuke were elected and faced similar criticism from people with no sense of humor whatsoever. You have been used. Dadva. Thank you, Mr. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For grappling with that selection of new stories. There'll be more later on in the show.
beautiful sensuous romantic sounds there of the SO Steel Band and their version of their timeless classic, The Theme to Love Story. Why aren't multinational <laughs> oil companies supporting <laughs> supporting SEAL bands these days? I know. Hey? I know. That's probably why they stopped recording. I hope Ewan is, is okay. <laughs> I hope he was on the ground. He fell off the land the last time we played a track by that man. I hope, I hope he wasn't up a telegraph pole We've, or something. <laughs> we probably should have said, issued an instruction before we played that to come down to earth, everyone who's up a ladder. But hopefully you're all safe, dear listener. That comes from there. We've dipped into before. We had a tip-off from um, Kate Monkey about this uh, Amoeba Records uh, shop in the States. It's putting up lots of digitised LPs, including that one. The album is called uh, Front Street. And the whole album is uh, wonderfully jangly. <laughs> that quality that we tinkly. like. Tinkly. 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 I wonder if Esso are going to sick their lawyers on us. <laughs> Why? I hope not. What have we said? What have we done wrong? Luckily, you're in charge of the law up here on the moon, <laughs> right. aren't you? I, well, I write the law here yeah. on the moon. As I think I've mentioned before, it's based on pre-revolutionary French court <laughs> law, isn't it? That's kind of it, yeah. Louis the Sixteenth. Yeah. That's it. A new reissue has arrived here at the Moon Base, and a rather surprising and delightful reissue. Um, I think we have actually featured this artist before. Is a Danish-born trombonist. I'm in. I don't even need to know any more. Now we found out before that the trombone can can That's demonstrate right, yes. many, many, many emotions. emotions. Mm. Hunger for one of them. For <laughs> one. Hunger was one of them. Yeah. It's a reissue of uh, two albums that were recorded in the mid '60s by Kai Vinding and his ensemble, Soul Surfing and Mondo Kane Two. And what I didn't realise is uh, featured on both of these albums playing the ondioline, a very early uh, electronic keyboard instrument invented in the 1940s, played here by Jean-Jacques Perret, no less. I thought you might say that because I know that he's a bit of a dab hand at the ondioline. He was, he was the... That was his first uh, right. major he was, instrument. He it? was a kind of product demonstrator. For, he was famous for being able to get all sorts of um, sort of farmyard sounds and all sorts of effects from the... <laughs> The Undialine, which is very early synthesizer. Prodigy, even. Yeah. I was completely unaware that he'd recorded with uh, Kai Vinding's band. We're actually going to play a couple of tracks on this week's show. The first one will feature Jean-Jacques Perret, and the second one, unfortunately, doesn't, but has another great luminary that we like. We'll talk about that later on. But this is, uh, I believe, an original by Kai Vinding, and it's called China Nights. <laughs>
Uh, Nuslux with a track called Sepalux A from a series of singles. This is Volva 11 and they have a particularly eye splintering <laughs> cover yes. design on their uh, Bandcamp page. Yes, you may recognise the style if you have a look at it. Valva is a new label I think that's it's a spin-off from a Finnish band called Kemialiset Istavet which is a band that uh, Jan Andersen who also records under the name of Tomu Tontu has uh, put together. If you've listen, been listening to the Project Moonbase for a while you know that we're rather fans of their, their record label which is Phonal Records. We did a whole show centred around uh, music from Phonal and Finnish music in general. Kemi Alisat Istavet have just started this new label called Valva and they've apparently this is the first two releases although that's actually numbers 11 and 12. I'm not quite sure what's Maybe going on. Maybe it's binary. <laughs> although that would be three, wouldn't it? Yes, I'm quite sure. But anyway, that was a rather lovely bit of squelchy electronics and you can buy that... Uh, uh, well, there's a single coming out, 100 copies only, which you can get for six euros each, but you can get the, the download version mean, of that. Yeah, you mean a, a seven-inch... Seven inch single, yeah, yeah, hundred copies of that. But you can get the download version for two two euros or more if you're feeling particularly generous. Go to projectmembers.com and have a look for that track. Welcome to the Project Moonbase Multimedia Mashup. Yes, it's that time in the show, dear listener, where we like to extend uh, an arm or hand of gratitude, and then slap you firmly on the back with it, <laughs> as we thank you for spreading the word, telling your friends, enemies, enemies. <laughs> We are gradually taking over every social media platform that there is, so we're keeping an eye, scanning, scanning the horizon regularly. For Except Pinterest. <laughs> 
that's a I good don't know what that is. <laughs> that's a very good point. I think point. it's for ladies. It's mainly for ladies, I think, yes. <laughs> Sorry for that generalisation. Uh, on Twitter, um, one of our most active uh, platforms, we've had, uh, uh, as you always, quite a lot of feedback from uh, loyal listeners. Dr. Rhubarb informs us, though, that he's not actually a doctor of rhubarb, which is a bit uh, controversial. He's uh, masquerading. Yeah. <laughs> Something else. Do you think it's one of those... Doctor of soft fruits. ...degrees that he got off the internet? Maybe, maybe just made it up. We had, uh, we did actually put out a call to, more well, largely to concretism for the actual definitive recipe for uh, concrete, following our mixing concrete show, and he has he has come back, which is good. Yes, concretism gave us the definitive recipe for con- for concrete. I can confirm that concretism is a combination of cement, sand, aggregate, and gin <laughs> in equal measures. Mm. I suspected as much. I suspected as much. Delicious. Loske pointed out spermelier, <laughs> a word which we coined on, yes. on the very yes. the uh, Project Moonbase episode we, on spam. On spam, yes. Yes, spermelier, word of the year, 2013. We like and to I'm encouraging people to, to use that. Introduce it, yeah. Just, just feed it into any conversation. If you can use it in an important meeting. Mm. I've trained as a spermelier, you know, <laughs> many years in Paris. I'd like to see that popping up on people's CVs. I want, on. yeah, I want to see that in the OED anytime. <laughs> we sometime. do, we, we do try throughout the year to, you know, add to the English language if we possibly coin, can. coin a few mm. choice phrases. Yeah. Doctor Rhubarb, one of our most fervent, enthusiastic, enthusiastic tweeters, has suggested another theme for the show. Which, uh, since we are approaching May, uh, Morris dancing. Morris dancing. Yeah, because he'd, he'd got mange before, hadn't he? <laughs> Suggested right, mange yeah. and drops. And now he's trying, he's trying it all over again with Morris dancing. Hey, nonny, no, I said to that. <laughs> and it turns out he's a secret Morris dancer. <laughs> We're drawing up the drawbridge. I think, the, I think if I'm right, the lunar bylaws strictly forbid Morris dancing, don't they? Well, any hankies, <laughs> you just can't get them through space customs. <laughs> you know, for obvious reasons. And those animal, inflated animal bladders, too. We do encourage you, if you have any uh, ideas for themes, <laughs> to uh, you know tweet us, uh, twitter.com slash Project Moonbase. Mm. Except you, Dr. <laughs> <laughs> you've had your quota. Oh, we're joking, but you've had a go. <laughs> you have had a go. Yeah. Uh, and another, another tweet from Concretism, actually, who, having listened to our... I think, I think our spam show touched something deep. Of course in. it did. <laughs> this is deep stuff. <laughs> People love spam. From, from it. And yeah, another revelation. I like it when we've already had a revelation about Dr. Rhubarb's secret life. Concretism apparently has a secret spam cupboard. Yeah, and he, he showed a picture <laughs> of it as well. We've got a picture of it as well. Black pepper, eh? <laughs> okay. That, um, yeah. Yeah. He's a classy individual, <laughs> isn't he? He is. He, he even offered to get us started on our own spam cupboard. <laughs> and I assume that that is open to the entire internet because uh, oh, yes. we retreated it. Yes. So I wonder if he's overwhelmed with people saying, you know, asking for his assistance on starting a spam cupboard. Indeed. Sadly, we have yet to receive any any, uh, complimentary tins of spam. Yeah, um, come on. Hormel, if you're listening. Doing you a favour. I like to think they've they've probably got media people who are aware <laughs> of our show, and they they're trying to work out whether or not we're taking a Mickey or not. We are. <laughs> We've had a few tweets from uh, Weird Gear. Uh, it actually turns out to be a band making strange electronic music. Apparently, we've been providing a soundtrack to their life recently. They were certainly the uh, Giddy Up Horsey show. Anyway, um, Weird Gear found found himself or themselves cantering perhaps across <laughs> Oslo Airport with the soundtrack of uh, Black Beauty. Yeah. To serenade them. And I, I said, Black Beauty is to Oslo Airport as Dark Side of the Moon is to the Wizard of Oz, which I thought was pretty, pretty darn funny. I don't think he gets, doesn't get it. He replies, yes, I'm not exactly Peter Yusinov with that anecdote. We'll keep dangling. 
I don't know what that means. Sorry. <laughs> Something um, got lost in the air. In the I, I like to see, I, I like to visualise weird gear cantering through <laughs> Oslo Airport listening to Black Beauty. Yes, absolutely. We are available on Mixcloud.com. That's Mixcloud.com forward slash Project Moonbase. So we'd like to thank uh, Rudy Carrera, Matthew Sittler, Brian Percival, Cyber Painter, Bruce Murray, David... Bolognese. Bolognese. <laughs> And then Sputnik for following us on uh, on Mixcloud, and it's exciting. It's new. It's opened up a whole new vista of uh, possibilities. We've got 102 followers we've got, on. We've broken through the 100 follower mark on Mixcloud. Yes. That's good stuff. And I, I'm, I'm hoping most of those aren't robots, <laughs> and actually real humans. I think they could be, yes. Welcome. Welcome aboard. If you could uh, favourite us, if you're listening to us on Mixcloud, that would be great, or uh, follow us. Yes, we are. Uh, something else, another platform we're on is Tumblr, which we're primarily using to post uh, much nicer, bigger versions of the cover art, which we have produced by our supremely talented graphic designer every week. But he's available. <laughs> he is available for work. For work. Um, money. So if you want to see nice, big versions of the cover art, you go to tumblr.com uh, slash Project Moonbase. And we're also re- re-blogging uh, some ni- any any other nice retrofuturistic space-age stuff that we find as well, aren't there? Yeah, so you can follow us there if, mm-hmm. you, if you like. If you are uh, listening to the show, if you could subscribe to us on iTunes, that would be great. And uh, while you're on there, you could rate and review us. That would be really good. Give us a, a five stars and a glowing review if you uh, <laughs> if you would. Yes, we know that we know there are listeners out there who haven't, and uh, it'd be very much appreciated <laughs> if you did. It's free, costs nothing, it and it, it makes a big impact it on does. us. Mm-hmm. You have been listening to the Project Moonbase Multimedia Mashup. It's over. We mentioned at the top of the show that uh, Johnny Trunk's been pretty active reissuing lots of interesting music, as always. He's released what I think is technically Daphne Aurum's first album, although it was never, I don't think, commercially released in the sense that it, you couldn't get it in a shop. It was released for, it was one of these sort of music and movement albums that was really just intended only to be used in schools. Just specifically to frighten children. <laughs> to terrify children. This has been uh, reissued, I think, possibly on vinyl. I'm not sure, but you can again, you can certainly get the download version of it. Um, originally, it came out in 1960. The tracks on here are very tiny little fragments. I mean, most of them are well under a minute long. So most of them are sort of 30, 20, 30 seconds long, which explains why it's actually quite re- reasonably priced. You can buy the download MP3 version for £3. Bargain. Um, should you wish. And I has- like some of the titles. <laughs> yes. Ascending and descending sequence <laughs> of a varying nature. Yes. For example. That's right. And the, the album cover's rather nice as well. Three single sounds taken in, in Canon 3. Yeah, that's right. We, for our selection, have chosen, and this is where we get the title of this week's show, Rhythmic Variations 2, which is, just to warn you, 39 seconds long.
was the irresistible sound of Martin <laughs> Denny there with Voodoo Love, mm. an original from yes. uh, Martin Denny from the uh, Tufa Exotic Love slash Exotica Today. <laughs> yes, originally that track came out in 1968, but you can get that on this rather fine Tufa, which has come out on CD. Timeless. Timeless. A timeless classic is uh, old Martin Denny. Yes, Denny, he doesn't, he doesn't disappoint. Yeah, oh, before that, Daphne Oram and Rhythmic Variations 2. Mm. From Electronic Sound Patterns, a recent uh, Johnny Trunk reissue. Especially for children. Especially to terrorise children. It does stuff to their brains. <laughs> it does. Probably makes it more receptive to Latin. <laughs> you should try that if you've got a baby. Just experiment. Yeah. We need more Latin speakers in the world, don't we? We do. Could die out otherwise. <laughs> you are listening to Project Moonbase. Good, uh, isn't it? <laughs> well, I think so. I do. <laughs> you agree, dear listener. Now it's time for us to strike the timbales of unnecessary news. Three D printing cafe lets you enjoy some gummy cannibalism. In Japan, Valentine's Day is when girls give guys chocolates or gifts. A month later, on White Day, the gentlemen reciprocate. Yes. So to celebrate White Day, Tokyo's Fab Cafe came up with a bizarre treat for men to give their sweethearts. Fab Cafe chose nine males to get their bodies scanned and turned into 3D printed gummies. <laughs> Custom made, 3D printed gummies don't come cheap. Each gentleman had to pay out £40 to get uh, gummified. Sadly, <laughs> the gummies themselves aren't life-size, but they do come in different colours and flavours. Oh. So it's it's nothing new, apparently, printing 3D. Apparently, that's old news, and we shouldn't be impressed at all. But I am. Yeah, so am I. This level of customization brings it to a whole new level of creepiness. And there you are, a bag of gummy me's. <laughs> I suppose this is one time where being a bit tubby could yes, be a benefit, couldn't that's it? Right, yeah. A little bit of extra gumminess. Yeah, that's right. If it's the same rate for everybody. Yeah. yeah that's pretty good, huh? Can you imagine that? I mean, apart from anything else, there's always something a bit weird when you see somebody that gives you a present and it's just like a framed photo of them. <laughs> if you're famous, maybe, or particularly good looking. But it's just like, here, here I am, it's picture of, of me. It's me, yeah. Really? But at least at least you can eat gummies. 
you can. R.I.P. Harry Stamps. Now, you may be asking yourself, who on earth is Harry Stamps? Well, this is Harry Stamps of Long Beach, Mississippi. He died recently at the age of 80. Here are some excerpts from his obituary. The women in his life were numerous. Uh, Rhubarb, 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 rhubarb. He married his main squeeze, Anne Moore, a home economics teacher almost 50 years ago. They had two girls, Amanda Lewis of Dallas and Alison of Starkville. It's very biblical, like Jesus of Nazareth, Amanda of Dallas. (laughs) Uh, He taught them to fish, to select a quality hammer, to love nature, and to just be thankful. He took great pride in stocking their toolboxes. (laughs) Nothing funny about that at all. Then this, this next bit doesn't really follow. It's written by somebody who doesn't quite know how to write English that scan. He despised phonies. His 1969 Volvo, which he also loved. What? Know-it-all Yankees. Southerners who use words like veranda to put on airs. Eating grape leaves. Law and order. All franchises. Cats and Martha Stewart. In reverse order. <laughs> Yes, he particularly hated daylight savings time, which he referred to as the devil's time. It is not lost on his family that he died the very day that he would have had to spring his clock forward. This can only be viewed as his final protest. Because of his irrational fear that his family would throw him a golf-themed funeral, despite his hatred of the sport, his family will hold a private family service, free of any type of theme. Finally, the family asks that to honour Harry, write to your congressman and ask him to repeal daylight saving time. Thy will be done, Harry. I don't know why they're calling it an irrational <laughs> hatred of daylight savings time. Right. What's irrational about it? Mm-hmm. You know what? Politicians take that time. <laughs> Rich politicians take that time. They take that time and they give it right to the 1%. They spend poor people's time <laughs> and frustrate it away they on do. things like golf and right. other evil pursuits of the mm-hmm. rich. Just so you know. Croquet. Spending poor people's time on, yeah, croquet and <laughs> tiny sandwiches. Wasn't there talk for a while having double daylight saving time in the UK for Scotland? <laughs> How is that even possible? I don't know. I don't understand. It makes a mockery of the whole space-time continuum as far as <laughs> I'm concerned, yeah. but that's another issue. I'm with you, Harry. <laughs> a virtual mask app lets you try on anyone's face without <laughs> surgery. <laughs> mm. And without having to involve Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Yahoo Japan has a new video chat app that allows users to put on a fully functioning virtual mask. <laughs> the app is called Face Stealer. Oh, lovely. That mm. is deeply, deeply disturbing. <laughs> and it lets you adopt the face of any person or character in real time as a virtual mask maps onto your facial expressions and head movements using an image that you can pick out. So users can take an existing photo of a face from the internet and the app will mask this face onto your face. <laughs> so you can just take a photograph. You can actually take a photograph of another person right. in the room and use their face. So this is taking identity theft to a new level. Then. Well, it's not that good. <laughs> the demonstration <laughs> a demonstration presentation includes the user putting on the faces of anime characters, the face of George Washington on a dollar bill and the face of a friend standing nearby. And the face of US President Barack Obama. (laughs) Although still rough around the edges, the effect is impressive and creepy. Yahoo Japan is reportedly considering integrating this app into its video chat application, which could open up a few new video conferencing opportunities. (laughs) Yes, it could, yeah. For example, you could sack people as Margaret Thatcher. (laughs) You're sacked. It doesn't do the voice, though, does it? (laughs) You're binned. (laughs) That'll be in the next version. Yeah. Uh, You could order carpentry supplies as Jesus. (laughs) 
Or you could try setting up an inter-office bunga bunga party as Silvio Berlusconi. <laughs> you can actually download the Face Stealer app if you go to iTunes. Oh. And so we'll, ha- we'll have a link to that mm. in the show notes. You is, that, is that our app of the week then, is it? It could be. <laughs> Face Stealer. <laughs> creepy, creepy fun. You have been used. Ahura! <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Zucanium. Thank you, sir. For that face morphing selection of news stories, there'll be more on next week's show. exclusive there I believe that was uh, very kindly sent to us by listener Magnus Sellegrin from Sweden Swedenland we have played his music on the show before he was he's in a was in a band I think called the Norlist Tapes and now has a solo project called Call Me Greenhorn he's produced the music for this uh, I think up till now web based series called They Call Me Super 7 which I think is being turned into a feature length film of the same title and there's a rather amusing entry on the uh, IMDB page which uh, summarises the plot of the movie the evil they t.h.e.y.org organisation is out to stop x them agent t.h.e.m. Sandra West dot 
Can Super 7 thwart their comma their master plan? Yeah. <laughs> that track was the THEM distress signal. It was a pretty muscular. It was of, uh, robust. Yeah, I like, robust. I like that quite a bit. So thanks very much, uh, Magnus, for sending that to us. I'm sure it will be available. He has a Bandcamp page, and we'll have a link to that as soon as it becomes available. To you, dear listener. You might be glad to know that I was sneaking around wearing <laughs> a sort of... A onesie. Were you wearing a one- a onesie? Just wearing a onesie, stealthily <laughs> s- sneaking around the space station. <laughs> yes. It, in its uh, innards. We have a couple more tracks to bring you. Coming up is the second of two tracks we're playing tonight from this reissue of uh, two of Kai Vinding's mid-60s albums. The first one we played you featured Jean-Jacques Perret, no less, on the Ondoline. This next track doesn't feature Jean-Jacques Perret, but it does feature another one of our favourite uh, musicians, Vinnie Bell, on the electric guitar, on the underwater guitar, as he likes to call it, and you'll hear why any second now. And I think this is uh, an original again from uh, Kai Vinding, called Surfbird. <laughs> was Surf Bird from Kai Windling featuring Vinnie Bell with his underwater mm. guitar. Lovely sounds there. Lovely how, does he, how does he do it? How does he not get himself electrocuted? <laughs> I know, he's Vinnie, right. careful. It's dangerous. It Very is dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> There's wires and stuff. <laughs> I like that. Mm. I like that. We should we should play There's... more Kai Winding. <laughs> 
we definitely should. There's two great albums there. We're going to leave you, though, dear listener, with a brand new reissue, I suppose is what it is, from Soul Jazz Records, who have just released volume two of their Deutsche Elektronische Musik series of German rock and psychedelic and uh, interesting music. I guess from only from the 70s we're talking here. It does lead into the 80s, actually, because they play some fairly classic... They've got some tracks from some fairly classic uh, rock bands like uh, Can, Noi, Faust, etc. But they also have some later bands like DAF and, uh, in this next case, founding member, I think, of DAF, Pyrolator, who's, if you like, real name, because he wasn't born Pyrolator. What? Kurt, <laughs> Kurt Dahlke, who was also one of the founding members of the Art Attack record label, which I'm sure many listeners will be familiar with, some German experimental electronic music. But he uh, did release a number of albums under his name Pyrolator, and we're going to play a track on this compilation by him called Danger Cruising. Until next week, dear listener.
I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high o'er vales and hills, when all at once I saw a crowd, an host of golden daffodils. Next time on Project Moonbase, the rites of spring.